Hello and welcome to episode six of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Joining me again for this episode, we've got Lee Dobbs, Dan Healy, Rob Newell. How are we doing, guys? Good. Yeah, I'm good. All good, thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, great to have uh, the three of you back on. Um, plenty to catch up on in this episode, for sure. Uh, quick recap on Mets and Braves series. Tough series. Uh, but I think we're going to spend most of our time covering the Reds uh, series. Where, as we record this, we've, we've had game one yesterday evening. We'll deep dive on that shortly. Um, but then a couple of games to follow, and then we're into the Philly series uh, towards the weekend. So, yeah, a couple of good series to look forward to. Uh, and a couple of major talking points, I guess, uh, for everyone. Uh, I don't think there's any anywhere else we can start other than Chen. Uh, <laughs> Straight in there. I, I, there's no other place to start, guys. I think we we need to deep dive on this one. I mean, the Reds came into it. I mean, we had a great great preview episode of the series with with mm-hmm. Dave Dave McAllister from the Reds which was great the feedback i had from them was pitching's been good bats have been anemic so next thing is i turn on the box score in the morning and it's 14-0 i thought what the hell has gone on here <laughs> then you you scroll Chen. down and you see you see Chen i think he was i mean let's be honest guys I think he was hung out to dry, wasn't he? I mean, to to put him in that position to give up, what, six runs? Um, three, four home runs? I mean, I think it feels like it was an annihilation, really, and it, it, he should have been pulled away before that. What we're saying, guys, early thought, I mean, seems a crazy situation. Yeah, I think, I think the problem you've got there, though, is once the score gets out of control... Um, what do you do? Normally at that point, you might put in a, a picture just to eat innings. Um, but that picture who was supposed to be there to eat those innings when things go wrong is Chen. And that's the problem. So you've got to kind of leave him out there because he's the, the, the person you want to, to eat those innings. And that's where I think the problem was. I think that's why he, he ended up going out there again. But it did feel a bit, it looked silly because it was just sort of 80 mile an hour sort of fastballs down the middle uh, which is gonna, maybe not that slow but eight, you know 85 88 and they were just it was just embarrassing especially the two home runs in a row so yeah it, that's his job but maybe he should have been pulled earlier yeah well we've 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 already had the issue with Chen last year we know at Marlins Park was absolutely incredible actually down the stretch last year in starts away from Marlins Park not so great um so he's now in an unfamiliar position coming out of the bullpen a position probably doesn't want to be in away from Marlins Park at what is seemingly a hitter's ballpark um it's it's got to be tough for the guy. I mean, I remember Al- Alfaro came out 
I had to rewatch it again this morning. Actually, this afternoon, I had to rewatch it just to remind myself of actually. Yeah, did that happen? Did it actually happen? And, and Alfaro came out, um, and felt sorry for him, but was tapping him on the shoulder, saying, "You know, keep going, keep going, buddy." And I think that's all he could say. There was nothing else to say. It was, it was tough to watch. Um, you know what? <laughs> Where do we go from here with Chen? I think that's the next question, isn't it? Yeah, I think. I think we just got got to eat eat that that money now and just you know go you know, just get get a shot of him now I think because I can't see what he's going to give at all now like he's saying just on the mound he looks completely shot you know, yeah you know, nothing's going to work going to work for him I can't see him see him ever turning this around I mean maybe a new you know a new team might you know, might boost him up I think with the Marlins I think he's he's basically done I think. Yeah, yeah. To- I totally agree. Really, I mean, what do you do? You you might think, well, it's two games, but it's been two obliterations, and uh, do, do you just carry on? Do you keep going? Well, let's another shot, another shot, or do you realise that this is the problem and is now standing in the way of a possible solution? Mm. Like I say we're in the way we're playing with. With you know, one less player because he's never going to come in, into a close game again. I don't think now. So basically, we're we're playing with one man down. You know, in the pen, pen to, to begin with. Now you yeah. can't see him ever coming in. Like I say, and he's blocking now. Maybe a development of another player by staying in the pen. I say, I just, I just can't see what use he's going to be now. So I think the time now is is, is to just just go now. I think. Yeah, uh, like I said, well, just the, the money, yeah, the money situation is is the only issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, here's here's a question for you guys. Uh, I've seen this knocking around Twitter this week, and I thought it it's a good question to ask. And it was, I think, actually, this question was posed pre last night, but it was, would you trade straight up one for one Chen for Chris Davis from the Orioles? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is the answer to that. <laughs> because you don't want either. Actually, Chris Davis's contract's longer, isn't it? I think uh, that's yeah, even absolutely. more of a more of a I mess. think he's got another four years after this, yeah. maybe. The slight tangent is Trevor Rosenthal, who's stuck on infinity uh, at the moment as well. So it, it's a shame. I don't think that the that so the Orioles and the and the Nationals meet each other until July. But at that point is where you'd want to see them both together to see whether the world ended. Uh, yeah. as, as they, the guy who gets no hits plays against the, the guy with infinity. But no, you, you wouldn't. And the the problem with players like Chen, and we've seen this actually in the Marlins uh, with other pictures. We think about Tazawa last year um, and um, the way that suddenly a player who at one point in the past was, you know, really dominant, uh, a player who'd get, you know, strikeouts, who'd have a low ERA, suddenly seems to not be able to do it anymore. And Chen's pace isn't there. There's not the variation in pitches. If you just compare him to Castillo last night, then it, it, it's just an absolute world apart. So mm. why would you bother anymore? And if you look sort of down in Nola at the moment and some of the pitches you've got in there, like, you know, Harlan Garcia, who obviously did a, a good job last year in the yeah. bullpen, 
you know, touchdown Tommy Evald as well. Although maybe you want to see him there in Nola for a season to see whether he can be a real closer. But you've got, um, you know, Ben Meyer in there who's done that innings eating role before. So mm. there is some, there are some, some other options which you think actually I'd rather see that player yeah. sort of developing than 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 uh, you know than seeing Chen struggle. The only yeah. thing I will say is it is early days and it's a very very small sample size. And um, I'm someone who, who gets a bit annoyed about the kind of knee jerk reactions you sometimes get on Twitter, and I've <laughs> now done it myself because I've just seen you know what happened last night and I was just like no he's got to go and all I can think about is Tazawa, Tom Kohler, Heath Bell, players mm. in the past that have just pictures which have just had meltdowns um, mm. but this doesn't he doesn't look right at all and I can't see this this turning around. I did have a quick look through his stats actually from last year to try and work out you know is there something fundamentally different from the Orioles Chen to the Marlins Chen and it's really weird when you start to look down his stats because actually he's been a, 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 a pitcher who never really had a high level of strikeouts. He's never been a pitcher who has, you know, had a high sort of pace. And it's been a lot of fly balls. And what is quite interesting is the, the two things that seem to have gone wrong is the walks have gone up a lot. And also the 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 ground balls have decreased, whereas the fly increased. Now, if you think about, that's fine in Marlins Park. It's massive. If you're somewhere like, you know, the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, which is very small, then where you might be caught out on the warning track at Marlins Park, it's a definite home run. So I think that's where Chen is struggling. Um, he's not the same picture is he ever going to go back to being that, you know, pitcher he was with the Orioles? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I don't think the ball, I mean, that's what it comes back to, what we were saying earlier. Marlins Park helps him because of the type of outs he gets. And the ballpark for the Reds is the total opposite of that. And there was definitely a few fly ball home runs yesterday. Uh, not just yeah. for Chet. I think Urania gave up one as well that was... In Marlins Park, that's not even on the warning track, I think. One of them, definitely. So, don't think that helped. It was just... Oh, it, when I think about it, what I compare it to... Do you guys follow Game of Thrones? Um, it, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I saw the first few scenes, but I'm a bit far behind now. So. <laughs> well, for the listeners out there, and for you guys, this may fall on, on deaf ears, but there's... There's a, a piece where uh, someone ends up walking stark naked through a crowd of people and everyone's shouting shame, shame, shame at them. And it that is kind of the vibe it was. It was a bit of a shaming on Shen. You know, any other day, he gives up a couple of home runs. You say, you know, thanks, put it away for today. You haven't got it. But to be left out there, to be given that drubbing, I feel like it was a bit mean. Yeah. Personally, it was just a bit unfair. But... It is what it is. The other funny thing I thought, actually, looking back on it, was uh, was Votto's hit by pitch uh, reaction. Did you guys see that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, at one point, I bet Chen was thinking, 
holy shit, he's coming after me with the bat. Uh, and to be fair to Shen, which was Im- impressed me as well, thinking about it, he's already struggling. Vado, he's hit, hit Vado. He's walking directly towards him with a bat in hand, um, which never looks good. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, is this going to kick off? To be fair to Chen, he kept walking forward towards Votto. So maybe that was his only way out of the game at that point. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he saw a chance. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was that was it. I'd rather be knocked out by, by Joey Votto rather, you know. That's that's the likelihood of being pulled was was lower than Votto knocking him out. So uh, was, I think that was a bit mean from Donny, but I I think when you get a Twitter, you know, you know these Twitter feeds knocking around where it's like, did the Marlins win? Yes or no? And that's the yeah. that's it. One that spawned up today I've seen is is Chen with the Marlins still? Yes or no? And <laughs> I think when it gets to that level, guys, you know, it's it's probably time to yeah. make the move. And I was listening to the the baseball tonight podcast and they're talking about exactly the same situation with Chris Davis at the Orioles and you know they're expensive contracts they are what they are but sometimes for the for the good of probably the player and the club you've just got to have that golden handshake and move on I think that's where we're at with Chen right now I'm happy to be surprised but I feel like that is the only outcome really here so we'll see how it goes um Anything else on Chen, guys, before we move on? Or are we going to... I think we've covered him, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> the one bit of feedback I'll have on this segment now is you guys need to catch up on Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. All right. So that's Chen out of the way. Um, to put it into context as well, a 14-0 defeat last night. That's tough any day. Uh, the red... it, it wasn't just just Chen. Was I mean the bats didn't didn't exactly no. perform either. <laughs> bats didn't perform. The Reds going into that game in the nine games previous to that, they totaled twenty one runs in total for their season. So they were struggling, um, and I think they walked into the perfect matchup there with Irania, who struggled from our side. He's the only one of the five that has struggled. You know, what a perfect matchup. You've got Arania then into Chen. I mean, have a feast, guys. That is that is buffet. As they say in cricket, that's buffet bowling, that. And that's what they, they, they did. So it's going to be really interesting, I think, as we go into game two tonight. Tre- Trevor's on the mound and the bullpen is fired up. Hey, and one thing we will we'll catch up on later on, guys, is from a bullpen perspective, Chen aside, it's been... Yeah. Pretty de- pretty decent from the guys, actually. So that's been yeah. a real, I think, a real high point, actually. Yeah. Um, but we'll go into tonight. Richards on for the Marlins. Who have we got for the Reds, actually? Um, who's um, on? Uh, I read it earlier on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's, there's preparation. There's... <laughs> got it. Who... Someone it's, have a quick uh, look at Marler, or if that's Tyler Marler. I've not heard of oh, him. Marley, yeah. He's had yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. one game so far, uh, six innings pitch, five strikeouts, uh, zero ERA. So he didn't give away any uh, any runs on that game. Um, so um, okay, yeah. Well, he's he's their like number he got... five pitcher by all accounts. 
yeah. according to the Reds. He, he's supposed to be five in the rotation, so they're going slightly out of order. Um, hey, and just to, to, not to dwell on game one, but I think it's important for us to cover, particularly uh, being Marlins fans, Castillo, as we've already touched upon, looked the real deal, I think, yeah. it's fair to yeah. say. We could have had him. Well, he was we, we did we have him. him. <laughs> I, I, was, I was driving back last night from, from Anfield, having been to the game. So actually, uh, it was, I had an hour of Marlin's radio on uh, while I was driving back, listening to the game, which was first time actually I listened to Marlin's radio. It was really interesting. And they, the guys on there were covering the trade history of, uh, of Castillo, which was interesting because actually they traded him away to the Giants, I think it was. Um, and he ended up having to come be, be sent back because one of the players in the trade yeah. coming the other way was hurt. Um, so that was nullified in effect. So they had to redo a trade back you know, for later in, in the year in January, I think. But in effect, it was a Castillo for Straley trade in the main, I think is the main <laughs> piece there. I, I think looking back on that, there's many thoughts we probably have on that one, guys. Yeah. There's one, um, one, one thing about that trade. Um, which you've got to remember was the background. And no, I, I'm not giving any credence at all to that previous ownership because there's it's not just that tr- horrible, horrible trade where we gave away a really good arm. There's that Chris Paddock trade for Fernando Rodney as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, someone who looks like a future all-star down in San Diego for a 39-year-old plodder who gave away nearly a six ERA and and hardly got any saves. But it was, um, I remember that season, that was horrible. Um, but, and we didn't make the, the post-series. But the, um, the this was a bit of a panicky move after the Fernandez, uh, you know, incident, really. Uh, they were desperate for pitchers. And uh, and Straley was that kind of stopgap, I suppose, in there. But there was it was it, the the previous ownership had done this time and time again. And I know that was an unfortunate situation, but where they just trade away really good young players on the basis of some kind of short term fix, which never got them anywhere, uh, and it's one of the reasons why we've ended up this ten year losing you know streak. Um, yeah. Uh, it was it was a, a a poor trade in hindsight, but it was you know, pretty much a poor trade on the day. Yeah, I guess it would have looked like a poor trade on the day. It smelt like a poor trade. It was short term thinking. Typically, those trades they often don't pan out. So, no. yeah, so I think from... they thought we were in in contention, you know, at, at the deadline when really mm-hmm. we, we weren't, we, which everyone could see, but. I guess they wanted to look like they were trying to to make a move. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't pan out like what you're saying. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. There'll be plenty of trades we've uh, we've lost over the years, and a few I think we've won. So yeah, you know, time will tell. All right, cool. So it was a tough loss, tough way to start the series. Uh, I think the reality is our record still is better than the Reds. So. You know, I think we need to look. You know, now we're into you know two and three, so we got Rich Trevor tonight. Uh, we're back round to uh, Pablo, I guess, to close the series out. So we've got to be feeling good about taking at least one, if not both, of them games. Um, the one, the one other thing I think we need to catch on, catch up about on the red side 
is one of our one of my favorites as well is Dietrich, uh, who's prior to last night was their main and only source of runs it seems. But I think one thing we should get into, guys, is this Chris Archer incident from Sunday. Yeah, where I'm, I'm interested to get your your guys take on this one because for me I'm relatively new to baseball I come at it as this just seems silly where someone can't hey he smacked a home run into the into the river for me I wouldn't just be looking at it I'd be like riding <laughs> riding a rodeo ball up to first base or something you know it wouldn't just be a look it would be more and I as a fan, I'd like baseball to be fun. And I think they do have a bit of that. There's a bit of a disconnect in some ways to particularly some of the younger fans. And I'd, I'd like to see baseball being a little bit more fun, a bit not so stuffy in some ways, and kind of embracing a bit of the fun. And then you get these crazy situations where Archer, in effect, does the same all the time anyway when he strikes someone out. So next yeah. thing is he's throwing a pitch behind Dietrich next at bat definitely reminded me of that pitch from Syndergaard and the Mets in the World Series that kind of gained a bit of traction last year and the arse in the jackpot quote that was knocking around last year (laughs) but what I want to say guys is what's the difference between doing that what Dietrich did which was give it a look for a couple of seconds pimping it as they say to, to to Hoskins I think the same night, doing about 15 handshakes with he's doing 15 handshakes with his uh, his fellow players as he's getting into the bench, you know, after a home run. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see the difference. I mean, just celebrate it, enjoy it. That's my rant over. What are we saying, guys? I've lost Dan, a bit of you, mate. Yeah, I, I, I agree that. Um that I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't, I don't get this why a, a bat flip is disrespectful. Um, I, I don't kind of get it. And, and the, the, the problem I, I have is that, you know, I, I don't know whether they use it as an excuse or we can have a bit of a fight and, you know, try and get them sort of, uh, you know, ruffled up and off their game. They've got the momentum because they've got the home run and, I, I don't I know I really don't understand it and I don't where what's what problem has Chris Archer really got with Derek Dietrich apart from he's just hit him in the river um maybe that's the problem <laughs> I think that's the problem Rob yeah <laughs> so yeah I I I, I think it, it the problem baseball kind of has is that they where you where in like in the NFL or in basketball, you've got real big names and they've got really big personalities. We don't kind of get that in baseball. And is things like this kind of sort of, you know, suppressing people's personality and, and, and not mm-hmm. letting them become those big superstars. And you're right about the whole sort of thing at, uh, at the Phillies, the whole Harper thing and, and, and Hoskins, it, it's, it's like a completely different it, you know, there's a crowd are all into it, the high five. It's all over the top. I don't see anyone sort of beaming Hoskins or Harper after yeah. that. So it, it seems a bit uh, a bit mad. 
um, that that happened. I, just let Dietrich enjoy it and get on with the game. I, and, although it has to be said, then Pittsburgh did win, so maybe that fight <laughs> did, you know, you know, make them, uh, you know, sort of get their backs up and and put yeah. them off their game. Yeah, maybe in the turning point, that that fight may have sparked them into life. Yeah, I've, yeah. I'm, I totally agree. I, I don't see any issue in, in what Dietrich did whatsoever. In fact, if something like that happened against my team, I'd almost smirk and go, <laughs> good lad. It's, it's the same as, um, you know, like uh, you see some of the best cricketers in the world that as soon as it comes off the bat and they know it's flying, they just hold the pose, they get the camera moment. <laughs> and I just think, yeah, that's what it should be about. It's a bit of fun. You know, if, if I'm the pitcher there, I'll just go, okay. Okay, that's I remember that one, and then just go back and see what you can do. But yeah, for people to think it's arrogant or unsportsmanlike, nah, just stop being offended by it and just enjoy it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm the same. I just I just think it's 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 silly the way they're saying you can't celebrate, you know, a home run, which you know is the the thing to do in in baseball. You know, 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 that is to, to, to hit a home run. So I don't see why it's why it's such an issue to, you know, to celebrate it. And like saying, it, it is a double standard because the pitchers are always you know, you know, fist pumping whenever they get a key strike out, or you know, you know, in in Archer's case, you know, he moonwalks off, off the mound and thing, thing, things like that. And yeah, yeah, you know, where when a hitter does it, it always seems to have have like a negative response. I will also you know if you didn't want him want him to said you know you had to celebrate, then they don't they don't give up the home run like. <laughs> and it's just a bad pitch. But exactly. Just, just don't pitch there. Don't pitch there, yeah. and it ain't gonna go in the river. <laughs> Simple as you know. If if you make a mistake and you get punished, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And that, Own up to the mistake and just 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 move on. Exactly. So, I the 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 video footage was really interesting though after because. Um, Dietrich didn't really do anything. He just stood there when the ball, yeah. the pitch was zinged behind him. He didn't, he didn't really respond. And actually, I think if no one else would have responded, that would have just been that, and people would have just moved on. Dietrich knew what it, what was happening anyway, so he was probably expecting it. Yeah. But I don't know if Puig is maybe fancying a career change or something. But he. <laughs> He came out of there like he's keen, you know, now he's been shipped off to Cincinnati. He's probably thinking, hey, you know, maybe this is football town here and maybe the Bengals might be the move for me. <laughs> he was literally looking like one of the top pass rushers there for, say, yeah, the, way for the Bengals. He dodged people around and shoved them. Like... <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, that image, oh, I, that I, image I hope is that isn't perfect. the image. I hope. I hope it isn't the only image of 2019, the image we remember the season by, but what an image. It's absolutely incredible. Who's who's the catcher who's hanging onto his boot his bootlaces? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. Tucker Barnhart, is it? I think he might be the catcher there hanging onto him. But yeah, it was good. Hey, it's good to see I, I don't know about you guys, but it was good to see Dietrich starting hot there uh, in yeah. Cincinnati. I liked him a lot. He tried he tried very, you know. He was a team man last year, dropped into left field. The guy's not a left fielder. Uh, yeah, he's um, in, the field, you know, in the field, he's quite poor. But, you know, like saying, he done it. Because his bat, his bat was at least decent to get in the lineup. But, I mean, I think he played almost every position for us over his, what, four years with us, five years? He seemed to, yeah. to be, be, be everywhere at some point. 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's good to see Dietz doing well. I'm really pleased he made that roster and he started quick. Three home runs in a couple of games, few bench appearances. But hey, it was interesting. I think yesterday he started at second, maybe, I think it was. So, it's interesting that they're kind of already trying to get his bat in the lineup, seemingly, uh, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Dietz hits another long ball in this series, what he does. <laughs> does he give it a stare? That would be really interesting. So I'm kind of hoping that happens, but maybe when the Marlins are 10-1 up or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So I think they're the, probably the two the two buzzy points from the past week. Um, mm-hmm. Looking back, it was a tough it was a tough week. We won't dwell too long on the week we've just had. It was a sweep by the Mets uh, and a two-one loss to the Braves. Albeit both series were closer than maybe they seemed yeah. in many ways. Yeah, certainly the Mets what, didn't deserve a small bit one, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do we maybe just want to go around and pick maybe one one moment, one highlight, one segment that we've seen we liked or we didn't like through any of them series. I mean, a week is a long is a long time in baseball, that's for sure. But you know, maybe start with you, Rob, anything you could think of from those two series that particularly stood out? I thought the, as you said, it it was closer than it seemed, and especially the Brave series is really odd because it felt like the games we lost we should have won, and the the game we won we should have lost. And um, uh, what was quite pleasing to see was how we were quite we were hanging on into games. And just to take one as an example was the Degrom game against the Mets, where Degrom was just just ridiculous, fourteen strikeouts, and and you know the, you, you couldn't do anything with him. But we nearly degromed him because uh, at the end, you know, <laughs> we, we got four runs back. And, um, and uh, you know, that could have been a, a, a game we turned around. But the only reason why we were ever in that was Trevor Richards, um, you know, with his strikeouts uh, and his change up. And it just looked, you know, yet again, uh, it was another good pitching performance. It wasn't just a one off. He's looking like he could settle into that role. So, yeah, uh, the, the pitching was... I know Alcantara had a bit of a dodgy uh, game, but overall, there's still that confidence that these kind of, you know, these... Uh, what do they call it? Is the baby aces? or uh, Baby-faced aces. Baby-faced yeah. aces <laughs> yeah. are, are, are pretty good. Yeah, so yeah, I, agree. I, I, I agree. I think the pitching... I say, you know, we lose this game. I think the pitching is still doing well. Well, one thing I think we've cut out on is the walks. There was a stat, I think, at this point last year, we had walked on like 49 batters, and it was only at like 26. This, I think, it was on Sunday. So I think, I think, you know, the, you know, the young guys who, you know, could be prone to walk, you know, walk, you know, walk people in, in these high stress innings, you know, they're not walking people. You know, they're doing well. They're, they're, they're all performing. I think one of the things, well, I think the team as a whole is showing a lot of heart. I mean, everyone expects us to be be bad. So when we're down in the ninth or eighth, yeah, you could expect them just, oh, you know, yeah, the game's gone, it, it doesn't matter. But I think we've come back in a lot of games, you know, in the ninth, either tie or, you know, at least have the bases loaded, I think, at least twice in the ninth, you know, to, you know, to go on and lose. And I mean, even, was it Sunday, when Granson hit the home run and we, we tied mm-hmm. the game in the ninth? I know then we went and lost it in the, you know, in the, in the bottom of the ninth again. But I think, yeah, they the heart the team is showing is 
is you know yeah good to see. Yeah, that 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 is early stage of, of the season. Yeah, exactly. Whether that continues into the long hard slog of a season, that's the key bit, isn't it? When you get into you know into August, September, and whatever, if you know if the boys are struggling, which they probably will be, but you're right, it's good to see the fight. And I think I saw there's uh I think maybe ninth inning uh stats for all the teams and the oh, Marlins yes. have the biggest run output, I think, for yeah, or, yeah. Or pretty much all the batting that average. Metrics. Yeah, was the highest. Yeah, yeah basically across the whole the whole board the Marlins were, were leading in like the ninth the ninth yeah, ninth innings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Dan? What's what have you seen in the last week that you liked or even didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> Danny, there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you, you was cutting out a bit there, mate. So I missed the question. I was just saying, mate. Last the last week. I missed um, the question, mate. Sorry. From the last week, mate. What's uh, what's impressed you most from uh, from the guys Mets Brave series? Yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't, unfortunately, due to a pretty uh, hectic weekend. I didn't see too much of the uh, the Brave series, but obviously from following on from the Mets, which um, didn't deserve to be a sweep, and um, being competitive in touch and touch and go games with the Braves, it was nice to see um, you know games that could have gone either way. As we said back in uh, the very first episode, you know we're, we're expect coming into this season sort of expecting to lose, and um, if we can lose but play well then we'll take that you know we'll, we'll take the positives we'll take us being competitive showing some fight hitting the ball getting some runs getting some getting on on base and that's what we showed a lot of during that season and we could that could have easily easily have been the other way around we could have walked away have a 2-1 win um so that that I, i'll take that i'll take that all day progression people hitting being competitive pitching well that that's what I, i've tuned in to see this season which is why last night was so um was so depressing because it went completely against everything that we did against uh the mets and and the braves really as i said i didn't see any of it but from the highlights and the stats and box scores and so on you, you can take some comfort and um you know that, that we're, we're in the games so yeah, uh, yeah yeah, exactly. The um, I think it's fair to say, guys, as well, in the last week, it suddenly dawned on me how hard it is to follow baseball live as a UK fan. <laughs> uh, it's hit home again. You know, it's been back-to-back midnight starts um, every day, all day, um, other than a Sunday. So, yeah, it is. it does get tough for sure. So, you know, it's uh, it's a long season. Let's not burn ourselves out too early. Let's put it that way. And, um, you know, typically, because I'd listened to the game last night and seen, I think by the time I went to bed, it was 4-0. I thought, mm, good chance we're going to be struggling here. Um, I thought, yeah, it might be one. I'll just check the box score in the morning. Got a busy day at work. And I'm glad I did. You know, when then were you, <laughs> uh, you didn't need to watch the whole thing, I think. 14-0 was enough. <laughs> um, I tell you, the one thing for me, just on those series, uh, just gone, <laughs> the the DeGrom, Rob, you're right, the DeGrom uh, seven innings, 14 strikeouts were absolutely awesome. And 
following up. He's definitely in Cy Young form again, for sure, that guy. But I tell you what, to put the final nail in the coffin there, hitting that home run in Marlins Park as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just taking the piss now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... That was an incredible performance, even though the Marlins were fighting to the end. So for me, DeGrom probably is the player of the week that we've seen. But one thing that has impressed me most, I think, of last week is Alfaro, actually. That two-home run game, not just mm-hmm. the home run, though. He's, I think, and we'll, this will kind of come nicely on to talking about the Philly series and whatever, but you know, it was it was hard to see JT go, and I've just been really impressed by Alfaro. Not just his his hitting, which has been impressive, but behind the plate as well. His framing has looked good. Um, you know, he's got a couple of extra years beyond what JT would have been at in, in a team control perspective. So, you know, if there's ch- there's a real potential there with Alfaro. All of his three home runs opposite field. So. Which makes me think, holy, holy cow! Once he gets going and starts pulling the ball, it could go absolutely miles. Mm. What also was funny though from last night, I'm, I mean, I'm listening to this on the radio, so I couldn't see it, and I'm not sure I did want to see it to be honest. But next thing is he's on base in maybe the second inning, and all I heard was, "There goes Alfaro, he's trying to steal." <laughs> I thought, "What the hell?" <laughs> uh, and of course, you know he's picked off at second. Yep, of course he is. Um, so I didn't. Did any of you guys actually see the steal attempt and whether he got close? No, he was nowhere near. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my expectation. I I wasn't expecting to hear those words. There goes Alfaro. He's going. He's trying to steal. But what do you think, guys? I mean, impressed with the start from Alfaro. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I, I, at the start of the season, I was a bit like, oh, well, at least we've got Brian Holiday there to kind of, you know, back things up and have someone consistent. But Alfaro looks, looks the part at the moment. I, I from a performance perspective, is I can't tell really much difference between him and and Real Muto. It's, it doesn't feel like we've we've kind of lost that trade in many ways. I, it, his power is good. He looks really calm. And competent behind the plate, like you were saying, his framing, mm-hmm. the the pitchers seem to have adapted to him really, really well. Especially being younger pitchers who were probably more, you know, used to Wallet and um, and on holiday. So, and he looks like a, a team leader as well in there, mm-hmm. um, which will is be useful because this could be this will be Prado's last year, and um, so very impressed. Mm-hmm. There was yeah, a bit of good. a turning. There was a bit of a turning point in the game last night. I don't know if you saw with um, just before the the onslaught where um, I think it was Winker that um, he, I think he hit um, Alfaro in the head with his on his backswing, and it mm. took him a minute or so just to compose himself and get over that. And then the very next ball from Chen um, went under his glove. And that allowed then the batter to, I think it was Winker, to get onto first, which then moved the other guy onto second. So they had two on. And then um, straight after that, then uh, there was a, a hit that then, uh, I can't remember who it was, might have been JT, uh, went under his glove. And then uh, that then allowed a, a run or two to come in. 
And then straight after that, we had the onslaught of home runs. But it was just quite interesting. That wasn't really picked up on that much that, that Alfaro got that hit. And then suddenly, um, from there, everything went sour. And uh, yeah, strange. But, uh, but anyway, just for, it was just as a sidetrack as we were talking about Alfaro, suddenly remembered what had happened there. But yeah, certainly from a team point of view, I think he's settled really well. I think he's been brilliant with the bat. Um, yeah, I'm, I, as, as Rob just said there, I think, you know, from a catching point of view, yeah, it, I can't really tell much difference in terms of him and Real Muta. I think I've been really pleased. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to have someone that is exciting. Like, I'm excited when Alfaro comes up to the plate. Yeah. And I think here's the chance of fireworks on a regular basis. So it's nice mm-hmm. to have that. Um, I might have to put another order in for another jersey soon. Get <laughs> get an Alfaro jersey fired up. I mean, I haven't got the grey one, so maybe that's maybe that's mm. the one. So, oh, good. I, I I agree, guys. I think early signs are good trade. Good trade for the Marlins now. Mm. You know, yeah. catcher, young catcher, team leader, showing all the right attributes. Good connection with the young pitchers. It's what we're looking for. Um, just before we move on. From a from a pitcher perspective, and not one of the young pitchers, Urania, who is the senior of the group, I think at twenty seven. So it's not it's not like he's <laughs> over the hill at you know thirty nine or forty or whatever. But um, three tough losses early for for Jose. Um, we've talked about it already anyway. I did definitely about his struggles on opening day. What what do we see in the future for for Urania? Is he is he a potential candidate to move to the pen this year? Is he a trade candidate? Is he a Tazawa candidate? I mean, what do we see this year for, for Arania? I think it's early days to um, dismiss him because we saw his form is quite erratic. Um, so... If you compare his form in April to September, then it's completely two different people. Um, and the, the, the problem really is, is that he doesn't seem to get, when he's not settled into a game, and that's it, you know, you know he's not going to last and it's going to be a high-run mm-hmm. game. There was the, trying to think the game when he gave away five runs in, um, was that against the Mets um, in the first inning? I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and um, it was just like after that, yes, there was still a bit of base traffic, but not a lot. So I think he gave away seven hits in that game, and of course, the majority of them are all in the first inning. If he'd have continued that through to last night, then you know we wouldn't be talking like this. It'd be like, oh, he's had a bit of a you know a slow start, and he's kind of picking up. So I wouldn't rule him out the difference is the benchmark is different with Urania now it was Urania and no one else because no one else could was anywhere near as good as he was even though his ERA was you know touching four and all the rest of it um but now you've got all these young guns here and suddenly that's now saying well actually you know here's our future and you know what's going to happen to Urania if his form continues to to to, to bobble a bit but I'd, I'd give him quite a few games yeah, and remember, it's a long season. We really need him to be fit all season um, because if, he's, if if not, you're going to end up with Chen starting again. Um, and, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And um, I've heard this before about, you know, should uh, Urania go to the bullpen? And I think it's because if you take it back from the sort of 2017 season, he was starting, but he was really a bullpen pen pitcher. And um, that's the problem, is that I think certain, some fans, some commentary you hear on Twitter is that, oh, you know, really he should be a, a, a one or two innings guy. But no, I, I, mm-hmm. I give him some time. Yeah, he's, he's not got it all together, um, but give him some time. Yeah, so I, I agree. Like I say, I think last year he started off quite similar. I think he was quite poor last year in April and May. And then, like I say, towards the end of the year, yeah, after the All-Star break, he turned it around. So I'm not so I'm not that concerned with him yet. Like I say, the difference, as you say, is there is some young arms ready you know, to take his place now. I think, I think going into the season, there was always talk that you know, he was a trade candidate, maybe full of July, yeah, if he was doing well, and a team, you know, a contending team, team, you know, yeah, could, could could be interested in, in him. So, as like I say, I don't think much has changed really with him yet. Like I say, and, and I think a couple of bad bad starts. I'm not too worried, but obviously, if it does continue, then yeah, there may be issues. Like I say, we're putting him in the pen. Like I say, he did come up, I think, in the pen. Then he was a star. Then he was back in the pen. So, I mean, he can do it if maybe. But, like I say, I, I think for now, you you keep him as as as, as the starter, you know, you know, going mm-hmm. forward and just see how we go uh, go from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. If, um, you know, he, start, he finished the season so strongly last year. And, and we've got to remember it's, it's the first, well, first week, first two weeks been three three games what hasn't helped him is that we've also got off to such slow starts with the bat in them games which has never never helps him his calls because you know the pressure's on him when we can't do anything with the bat so yeah i think i just think i mean, I mean has he p- pitched with a lead yet i don't think he has yet no he hasn't no, no. Uh, so that that shows because show. he keeps giving up runs in the first yeah that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think give it give it a, another few weeks. Give it a, a, same same sort of again, and then we can start making some some assumptions and what we can do with him. But yeah, for now, I don't think we panic. Just just one thing: if just looking back at last year, um, if you look at his August performance, it was five games, um, uh, and out of that, he had a um, a five point three three ERA. September another five and that ended up being a 1.2 ERA so just taking that on its own shows the the, the two faces of, of Urania yeah, and um, there's a really good point about not having any run support even if he is giving away runs in the first is that it, it does take the pressure off and also you kind of forget about it in some ways because if we, we would have gone into the fifth inning and it was I don't know 4-4 um, last night, and that makes it very different. And is Mattingly going to throw Chen out then? Probably mm. not. Mm. Um, so he's going to go through some of these really, really good bull, bullpen arms like Anderson, you know, Bryce, etc. So mm. um, yeah, I, it, that they're the important things. I think if we have this conversation in two months' time, we could be, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum talking about him. But I think you'll find by the end of the season. Urania will have a season which isn't too much different from last year. He'll have an ERA which is in the you know early fours, 
Uh, he'll have good games, he'll have bad games. But uh, the difference will be we won't be talking about him as the ace to start uh, next year. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm going to call it now, guys. I'm going to say Arania is traded by the deadline this year. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm going to say Castro is traded by the deadline this year. The two yeah. of them. Uh, I think they... Together? As a, as a package? <laughs> well, actually, you, I mean, stranger things have happened, guys. Yeah, uh, why not? Um, but I, I, I think Castro... Chen as well, to, to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're begging now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it out there, guys. I, I've liked the Rainier a lot, and he's, his, his mentality has always impressed me and his attitude has always impressed me. I know he's given up, you know, he's had not a great start of the season, but for me, he never drops his head, which I think is admirable. So I'd, I'd like it. I like him on my team. I could see, and I think that's a, a quality that other teams will like. And I think he could do a nice little job at four or five spot. And we're already seeing bloody hell. How many pitches are going down already? You know, we're two weeks in the IL is, Oh, it's, it's swollen already. It's crazy. I mean, my fantasy team as well. Bloody hell. It's, <laughs> it's, it's in a world of pain. So, you know, there's going to be contenders. They're going to be needing pitchers, reliable guys. And I think those four or five spots, they look for guys who are, you know, they're not injury po- prone. They can eat innings up. And I think when Jose's on it, that's what he can do um, for sure. Maybe for him, he just needs to face off against uh, Acuna again because last year that seemed a bit of a turning point for him after <laughs> after the incident. So you know, maybe we need another series against the Braves to be coming up soon. But anyway, so as we go into the next two games with the Reds, um, we're into the strength of the Marlins pitching. I think there's a good chance we can we can pick up a win or two. I think in the next next day or two. Yeah. Let's have a quick, quick round, Robin. What are we thinking? Are you feeling this confident? I'm, I'm actually going to say the Marlins win the next two, actually. I'm thinking they're going to spark into life and take this series. I'm going 2-1. Um, Dan, what are you taking? Well, first thing we need to do is start hitting the ball because we've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got four before we start talking about wins because it's been a bit pathetic, really. I mean, um, four, four hits last night. Um, we've already had lots of shutouts this season. Um, we're way down the rankings in terms of runs and so on. So I do agree with you. I do think we'll pick up a win probably tonight. Um, well, I hope so because it's, it'd be such a good bounce back and it could do do wonders for us. But I just think we, we've got to get off to, to quicker starts. I, I, last few games I've watched, we we just seem like we get by the end of about this, this even the second or third, I just think, this just isn't happening. I just, I, I get no feeling of anything going to happen here. And it, it, it then drags into the sixth and the seventh. And then we might be lucky with a pinch hit that might go out of the park or something. You think, oh, well, that, that was the highlight and that's it. But that's what we've got to get doing. We've got to get people on bases. We've got to start getting around. You know, we, we, we was built to do this. This was what the team was supposed to do was get around the bases and we're not seeing it. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what I want to see. I want to see an improvement before we start. I worry about, you know, series wins and so on. But yeah, I would like to think we would pick up one. And I think that'll probably be tonight. I'm not sure about series winner. Yeah. Well, the one thing the Reds uh, 
Red Dave, I'm going to call him, uh, picked up on his uh, Sonny Gray, I think, is on the mound tomorrow against Pablo. He seemingly has Chen issues as well, but in the reverse, where at home, both last season for the Yankees, I think, at the back end of the year, plus this year with the Reds, he's absolutely awful at home. <laughs> so, in a way, he's absolutely awesome and lights out. So, it's the reverse Chen. Hey, there you go, guys. There's a, there's a trade. Would you take Sonny Gray for Chen straight up? Yeah, he probably would, wouldn't he? Yeah, straight away. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, we would. But I, th- I think uh, that he's at home. He's gonna, it's going to be on his mind. It's a good chance that we'll, we'll, we'll nick that one. If we can nick this one tonight, um, then we'll put us in a good spot, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. We need, you're right, you're right though, uh, Dan. We need the bats. We need the bats. It's yeah, a hitter's like ball Sam, Let's get some bats. The red, I mean, the Reds come into this series. So we're really struggling you know, you know, they're, they're themselves with the bat. So now, yeah. So now, my yeah, my fear is that now that now we've woken up their bats, and now yeah, there could be more onslaughts coming. But like I say, but now obviously we got we got the pitching now. Hopefully, you know, tonight, yeah. Tonight we we Richards. Hopefully, will calm us down. Yeah, hopefully, like I say if if we can can just just get a lead, like you know, you know, <laughs> you make things things happen. Like it's time because it's so often like I mean, as you say, Dan, we like, yeah, you're watching the game and. and and I know it's just nothing happening. It was all, the only game where I felt we constantly were things happening was that Mets game when we lost. You know, I mean, I mean, we actually lost that game when I when I felt yeah we were always on top. That's been the the one game in the season where we've you know constantly had men on men mm. on in every inning in that game. But but if you take out yeah 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 that that one game, yeah we we've just struggled to, to really get. To get men on 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 on, on, on a you know, consistent mm. consistent basis. Uh, so hopefully tonight. I think mean, I think like I said, there is a chance to win the series. But let's say say two one Reds. I think I you know, I go with. <laughs> hey, just uh, just thinking about slow starts. For me, there's a big uh, it's a big connection to Brian Anderson starting slow. Yeah, he's been yeah. in the two spot all season. He's not he's not moved from the two spot. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I think the reality is, BA starting slow. That's what it is. We're getting we're through that first inning. We're getting nothing happening first inning. Yeah. It sets the tone, doesn't it? And BA just hasn't got it going yet. Um, Castro's well, flitting uh, between so three and can, four. Uh, Brinson has actually come along well, well, well now. Yeah. I know he mentioned <clears> in the first yeah the, yeah the first podcast we did how he started off slow, and we were all hoping that he had a good be a better start. And I think yeah. if you take out Prado, I think he may be second in the team in average. I think. Or, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah two seven five. Yeah, he's, he's really he's really come along. You know, the last week or so. So, so yeah. hopefully, all it's all missing now is now is, is is the power from him. Yeah. yeah. But hopefully, hopefully that will come come you know, in time. But yeah, I've tonight, been impressed how he's turned it around. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> so that is tonight. If if there's a ballpark for it, that's it. I mean, yeah, I haven't the one, seen the yeah. lineup yet. The, the lineups will probably be out quite soon, actually. So might might be able to pick that up while we're on this. But yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say I'm going to be really optimistic and say two one to the Marlins, um, which might be a bit of blind optimism. I totally agree with with Dan in regards to um, <clears throat> sorry the um, the the problems we've had with getting going. 
and and Anderson is a, is a real key thing, uh, as you say. If you look down our um, our bats that are getting the hits, so Prado has ten hits so far, uh, twelve hits from Castro. But you need people like Anderson in the middle, you know, to keep that ticking along, and that's what we haven't got. And it's shown in in the stats at the moment. So Prado has an amazing ten hits off twenty one at bats. Only two RBIs. Castro, 12 hits off 44 at-bats. Um, you know, only four RBIs. And you've got to remember, two of them are, uh, are home runs. Home runs, yeah. So um, that's the problem, is that mm-hmm. we've got some guys getting on base, but we haven't got that constant flow of traffic getting on base. And that you know, the, that's what's got to change. It's really good that Brinson's picking up his game. But you've got this odd thing where you could have, you know, I don't know, Castro down at four, Prado at two, Brinson at six. Well, that's no good. You still need the guys in the middle to also get on base as well. And that's just not happening. Um, yeah. That, that is the real key issue. But, yeah, let's yeah. hope tonight it picks up. I, I'm, just, I'm just, just keen on the pitching. And, you know, it... it, it I'm just hoping that can carry us through and then we can just get on base. I'm sure after what happened last night, they will um, be uh, um, embarrassed enough to, to, to want to really get on it. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. It seems weird to say it, doesn't it, after a 14-0 bumping, but I'm really intrigued. <laughs> I'm really intrigued to see the next two games, to see the reaction and to see the good, uh, some good pitching. But, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to tonight's game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, just on lineup stuff, guys. I, I mean, having played against the Braves and I suppose the Rockies earlier, um, didn't see much of the Mets series itself. But the Braves in particular, they've got their lineup. It's almost set in stone. They're one for six. It's nailed on. And I just wonder whether all this chopping and changing of the lineup, who hit in what spot. I mean. I get it, it's all matchup related and whatever, but it just doesn't seem conducive to kind of getting into a groove. You know, back when, you know, D was leading off, you know he'd be leading off, he'd be getting on base. Stanton was rolling up a two. He'd pretty much be hitting the home run and him and Gordon trotting round. Um, you know, Yelich was next in, Ozuna. Did it, you know, it just, it felt, yeah. you, you just knew what was coming. Everyone knew where they were at. It just feels a bit, disjointed at the moment with all the chopping and changing so i'd like to see a set i know we've touched upon this last week i think where we're looking for a bit talking about brinson in particular but i think everyone brian anderson's the only one who's actually had a fixed position he's the one actually so counter to this point actually yeah let's keep changing every day scrap that scrap that actually um let's keep changing it but um yeah it'd be interesting to see if we do settle into an order that is a bit more constant and see if that actually adds anything uh, you know the Phillies are the same they seem to have a fixed order so we'll see all them guys next week or on the weekend um, you know uh, the Braves they're fixed and they're strong and every time you, you come back around to the top of the order you think oof these next two winners they're going to be tough you know because mm. I mean they're deep deep lineups those guys so I mean it's a good segue into the Phillies I'm personally really looking forward to seeing them in Marlins Park I think I was I was excited about the Braves series to see what they had and away at the Braves. 
but I'm really excited to get the Phillies in Marlins Park for for this first series. First and foremost, I think I hope the fans turn out, and I hope the reception. Actually, I don't hope. I know the reception for Rio Muto will be awesome. I know it will. Did you guys see the game last year for Stanton's first game back, uh, yeah. Marlins Park? And I, the reception he got was was awesome, to be fair. And it was befitting of what he'd given to the club for all the years. And I'm sure Rio Muto will get a similar response, and I hope a lot of people turn out for him. But early look on the Phillies is they look a real, real tough matchup for anyone. Their lineup looks awesome. And for me, their standout thus far, although you know Bryce has got a lot of the headlines, for me, you've all of a sudden got Hoskins in there, who last year, I think the pressure was on Hoskins. He was struggling in the outfield anyway, so defensively he was struggling. But he was the man, I felt. I think he felt like he had to be the man last year. And I think he got a bit, it, it was a bit too much for him. Now, all of a sudden, he's smack bang in the lineup with, well, hitting ahead of Harper and then Rio Muto. And ahead of him, I don't know, there's a couple of guys are probably already on base as well. So Hoskins, for me, is the real standout early doors. And I think it's just having help. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see what those guys bring. It's going to be interesting to see Harper in the, <laughs> you know, in Marlins Park. Um, for me, the Achilles heel already for the Phillies, though, and I will... We'll, Take your thoughts, guys, in a sec. Bullpen, closer. Bullpen and closer looks to be an issue, I think, for those guys. Um, but have you seen much of the Phillies yet, guys, already? I don't know if you have or not. What, what are you expecting out of them, other than maybe some fireworks? Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't seen a lot of them. I've seen a couple of games. And um, they... I knew they were going to be strong, but they do look super strong. And it's not just the fact that the the, the Harper and Real Muto um, additions. It's also, you know, their their starting pitching as well is good. We've got some really tough matchups actually. We've got uh, a, a Jake Arrieta uh, will be a going up against Alcantara um, and and Eflin against Smith. So. Their their whole rotation looks really really decent. They got that that really really powerful and overconfident um, batting lineup. As you say, yeah, the the bullpen. I said I don't really know too much about it, but they they have sort of scuppered a few games. I did see a game against the Nats where it was going backwards and forwards. It's like that complete bullpen chaos on both sides, um, <laughs> and um, but. Um, which I think the Nats then won, but the yeah, um, I if that's the weak link, then we need to get there in the first place. And it's a bit like we've had with the series of the Braves and the Mets. You need to get those real those real good pitchers out of the way and not let many runs go. And that's where I get worried about the third game because you've got Urania having to face that really really strong batting lineup, and if his confidence is slightly out then, you know, that could be a game which could be over quite quickly. Yeah, what about you, Lee? Yeah, listen, I've not seen too much of them. I did see the game against that, like you're saying, the, the, saying, the, the bullpen game. <laughs> <When it was> just, <laughs> just, 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 just a like parade, parade of, of just, just like woefulness. 
yeah, like I say, it, it is the batting lineup when you see it, you know, just seeing the stats, you know, it, it, it does look, you know, you know, you know for scary to, to face. I and mean, hopefully, obviously, being in Marlins Park, obviously, obviously being a big park, whereas the Phillies, you know, yeah, the Phillies Stadium is quite quite small in the, in comparison. So that might that may slow them down down a bit, but yeah, I, I think we may be struggling to take a game. I think at this rate, but like I say, there might be hope. But we just say, like I say, I mean, I mean, their their pen like say, hasn't been great yet. Mm. So if so, if, if we if we can get get to it, then also we need our bats to, to come alive a bit a bit more. I think in this series, we're gonna need you know need need the bats to come alive. If you know, if we are to, to win two two games at least, you know, you have to, you have to try and take take the series. We we need the bats more you know, more than than the pitching side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, is it a three or four game series? It's a three, three. I think. Yeah, that's that's a relief. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've I've not seen much of them in terms of it playing, but I've obviously seen their scores and it's always high scoring. They've so much power. Um, I tipped them to win the the division. Um, the, we've spoke a bit already about momentum and things like that um, this season. I think the only way we've got of taking the game really depends on what we do in the next two, because we've been um, we've not been good enough really with the bats. So uh, if we can get something going, if we can get a win, two wins against Reds, but more importantly, if we can start getting some bases, getting some runs, getting round just regular hits, it gives mm-hmm. then a bit of relief to the pitching. And that might give us some momentum going into the uh, the series against the Phillies because mm-hmm. you've got to combat something with that power. Um, otherwise, no, it will be a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Great, positive. There we go. <laughs> to, to be fair, Dan, I'm uh, I'm thinking similar to you that there's there's a possibility of that. Mm-hmm. There, there really is. Uh, we've already mentioned it. Game three. Uh, UK friendly time. Arania's <laughs> back on the mound. It could be tough. Chen will be loose back by then as well. So, yeah, you're right. And and Sandy against Arietta is going to be a tough matchup. Um, who was who was Sandy against for the Braves? Who was that? That was the game two of that series. Who was Sandy pitching is. for the Braves? Was that um... Saturday? Wasn't it? That was a Saturday one. Um, forgot who it was. Was it Newcomb? Was Newcomb on the mound then? Or was it Gaussman? I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, I just thinking about Sandy, just while we're thinking about him. That game two of the Braves, I know because we, we came on at, after our week one review and after Sandy was absolutely awesome against the Rockies. It was really interesting to see Sandy not have it. And work incredibly hard there was back-to-back innings for him where the bases were loaded it was real hard going for him but to get out of that i think it was second and third inning back-to-back or third and fourth bases loaded got out of it he he probably only got through four and a bit maybe five innings max but it was only two nil i think at that point and to keep it a two nil when it could have been six or eight it was that was as impressive as the other game in many ways 
where he didn't have it, but he grounded out and kept them to two. Yeah. And then next thing is Alfaro kicks in and starts hitting bombs, and then we end up taking the win. So, you know, it's. I think this is going to be the high, the highlight for us all this year, isn't it? Is you know just seeing Pablo, Sandy, Trevor, and Caleb Smith. I think has been brilliant as well. He's back to just doing what Caleb yeah, Smith did last year. Sun, Sunday he, he pitched pitched well on Sunday. I thought he was unlucky. I think to give up was it three runs? I think he gave up. He only, he only gave up four hits in, in you know in that game, so yeah. I think he was he was he was, he, he was un, you know unlucky. I think in, in in that game on the whole, I think he he deserved deserved a bit more. Yeah, it was. He, he's pitched well, definitely. I mean, the the bottom four have all pitched well. Let's you know we can't get away from that. Jose yeah. struggled. The bullpen's been awesome. Nick Anderson for me has really impressed me in that bullpen. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of. He looks like the Marlins version of uh, Josh Hader all of a sudden. I mean, that's <laughs> that's high praise, but um, you know, that's that's the type of numbers he's delivering already. Um, and I mean, let's be honest, guys, the division we're in, we we're going to be seeing some scary lineups week to week. Every week is going to be yeah. a question, a, a tough question mark on every you know everyone. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. So all right, so we've already got a sweep from Dan. For, for the Phillies. I, I'm kind of leaning towards a sweep, actually, um, as well. I could see it going badly. Um, maybe we nick a game or two guys, Max. I mean, Nick, yeah, we'd be happy with that, I suppose. 2 1 would be an absolute best case scenario, yeah, wouldn't it? I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to, happy to take, take a game. Mm. I think Friday may be the best, you know, you the best chance to, to take, take a game from them. You know, you know, their first game in town. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I do fear a sweep, but like I say, to predict a sweep is quite quite tough in baseball. Because even even you know, you know the worst teams teams win a game. So yeah. I, I, I'll say two one to you know, yeah Phillies, of course. Yeah, what about you, Rob? Similar? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just give a bit of positivity. I'll say two one. I wonder whether the the game on the Saturday night with Smith pitching might be the game because of his mm-hmm. high strikeouts whether that will could stifle their bats Big, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the problem with the Phillies is you've got a lot of home run hitters there in, in you know, Harper and Hoskins etc um, so yeah maybe uh, that could be a game which we might sort of surprise and pick up otherwise it's going to be difficult what I was going to suggest was uh, we we'd, uh, call up uh, Brian Holiday um, because uh, last year he managed to strike out Hoskins um, so, <laughs> especially after Wallach's uh, unfortunate uh, um, interference, which which lost us the game the other night, I was uh, yeah. Uh, maybe yes. uh, bring bring Holiday up and uh, and and uh, Hoskins can relive nightmares of his sixty mile an hour knuckleball. <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be checking my my new favourite Twitter follow uh, follower or have you phrase it of is Chen still with the Marlins I'll be checking that quick in the morning we'll see there could be a roster spot available so yeah there you go you may get your wish on that one be interesting um, alright guys well I think it's going to be I think you're right we've talked about this on the pods previously momentum not just game to game but I think we're talking about going into the Philly series I think we need a good showing I think we need that tonight we need it tomorrow night tomorrow afternoon sorry 
and I think carry some momentum into the series against what is, let's be honest, not a great Reds team. Um, so, you know, they're the types of games that, you know, we should be winning. It's hard when you're playing the Braves, the Phillies, those guys, the Mets, they're all decent sides. Um, so, you know, let's beat up on the, let's beat up on the Reds. Um, why not? Wouldn't, I'm, like I said, not against Dietrich doing well, but let's be 10 nil up at the time. That'd be <laughs> nice. So, before we head off, guys, um, player of the week. You know, uh, we we need to. We, Sandy was week one. Uh, let's let's go round the horn quickly. Finish things off this week. Who who's nomination? Who are you putting forwards? I'm not sure we'll have a full house. We'll see. But <laughs> you want to start us off, Dan? Oh, I'll give it. Oh, just trying to think. Um, probably. Uh... <laughs> Probably it's, it's, it's slim pickings really this week, isn't it? I thought um, yeah. sort of one one sort of shining light from last night's game. Herrera was quite good. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought uh, the, the, I didn't. I said didn't see a lot of the Brave series, but from what I see from box score and the result, probably Alfaro you know, a bit of shining light from the last week. But um, a little bit difficult because yeah. I didn't see didn't see any of the Brave series because of a busy weekend. But yeah, um, Alfaro. It's been the, the player of the week for me. How far it is, Rob? Captain Pratt, Martin uh, Martin Prado. It's got to be. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my heart, that mate. Yeah, well, the, it's he's he's seven games in a row where he's got on base, whether that be through hits or walks. I, I spoke earlier about um, ten hits, twenty-one at bats, and I think he's had three appearances now as a pinch hitter. Uh, and managed to come through on, on that, which is really, really good. So from a guy that um, I was really, really worried about in spring training, who looked really odd at, at, at first base and was worried about his health and his injuries he's had the last couple of years, uh, you know, he's got a, a 4.76 average. And um, when he comes up to the plate, you expect him hit. It's really good. He looks really happy. And um, so, yeah, uh, Prado is my uh, my player of the week. Good, Lee. Yeah, I say I, I, I was going to lean lean to, towards Prado as well. You know, yeah, for for the mm. same same reasons really. Like saying you when he comes up, you you just just been you know expecting a hit in, over the past past week or so. I say and you know, maybe a nomination for for Brinson, who you know like, like I said earlier has has raised his average up and seems seems to be getting some some sort of you know consistency going. But yeah, I'd say Prado just yeah, just about. Ah, two for Capitan. So it's good. So just to clarify, guys, I mean there's no rules that are written down in stone in this one, but I can't take DeGrom, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's got to be a Marlins player. You gonna take Chet? I can't pick Chet, I'm afraid. Um <laughs> To be fair, DeGrom was the performance of the week that we oh, definitely yeah. saw. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He was he was awesome. But I'll, I'm going to have to split the difference, guys. We're going to have to do a rollover next week because I'm, I'm going to take Alfaro as well. I mean, it was the only game... Hold on a sec. It was the only game we won, actually, last uh, in the last week. And it was those two bombs from Alfaro. So I think we're going to have to give it to him. Notable mention also to, to Captain Pratt. Um, and also Brinson, I think you're right. Uh, he's 
it's interesting that we've come, we're at what, third week now, and we're not talking about Brinson. We were talking a lot about him at the start, and it was yeah. about what's Brinson got? Is Who is he? What kind of player is he going to be this year? So I think for us to not be talking about him, being struck out every time, you know, I think that's a positive sign. You haven't, we haven't seen the power yet, but I'm going to put it out there now. Brinson is going to have a multi-home run game either tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> And add that to my also my other wish list of Arrhenius going to be traded by the uh, by the deadline as is Castro. So there we go, guys. I mean, stick that in an accumulator and uh, that'll pay for a holiday somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we've got a rollover split split from Captain Pratt Malfaro on Player of the Week. Um, guys, it's been awesome having you on again. Um, third week of it. Um, We'll we'll look forward to to picking this back up next week. By that point, we'd have been through a, a, a ideally a Reds win, Red Series win, and who knows what will happen with the Phillies. But we'll enjoy it either way. It's going to be great to have Rio Muto back in back in Marlins Park. Yeah. So uh, until next week, guys, uh, we'll we'll see you all soon. And to the listeners, please subscribe, please review. It'd be great to hear from you. Any feedbacks, welcome, guys. Uh, it's a new pod. We're still, we're still learning. We're still enjoying it. But uh, come back to us. Let us know what's good and what's really good. Uh, other than that, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Good job.